This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome. Uh, it is Thursday, 8 December, Year of Our Lord 2022. Uh, we are jammed. We've got a lot to go through. In this hemisphere, I got Todd Benzman, massive fight here in Washington, D.C. on um, uh, amnesty. Believe it or not, with all the reporting Todd Benzman has done, all the frontline coverage we've given it with millions of illegal aliens. Uh, they've broken the asylum system. They've totally gamed the asylum system with millions here. They're talking about up here tonight giving uh, basically amnesty to 2 million illegal aliens. It will just be a magnet to sucker. You heard Ben Burke on the last hour say, hey, the number even on this deal is four, four and a half million. Frank Gaffney is going to join us. Uh, we're going to talk about this major uh, webinar they had today about China, nuclear power, while China, nuclear weapons, while China's in the Persian Gulf with the Saudis, having the Saudis kowtow to them. But I'm also, Frank is one of the, Topics has been warning forever about this hemisphere. Brazil's on the edge, but Frank has been worried, been arguing about countries like Peru and Chile and others. And in Peru, it looks like uh, the left is falling. So I get to all that, but I got to start with Mike Davis. Mike, you did a great assessment. This independent state legislatures, and I, I just for the audience, because if you pick up the New York Times and you pick up the the the, the Washington Post in the first paragraph, brother. It says it's kind of a fringe theory uh, that a bunch of kooks like uh, Mike Davis and Steve Bannon have kind of made into a thing. And some Republican legislatures in North Carolina have kind of taken this now up. Explain what this is. Is it a fringe theory or is it embedded in the Constitution? Then I want to talk about what happened yesterday. It's the elections clause in the United States Constitution that says that state legislatures decide the time place and manner for federal elections unless that, that decision is overridden by Congress. So it, it means that state legislatures make that substantive decision on redistricting the rules for federal elections, and that can't be overturned by state Supreme Courts, oftentimes Democrat-elected state Supreme Courts, or commissions appointed by politicians in the states. That you can't strip the power away from the legislatures unless Congress does it itself. And so that's what this case comes down to. And yeah, North Carolina, why, why, why did the founders – hang on, hang on. Why, why did the framers and the founders put that into the Constitution? What was their thinking? Why did they think that was important, sir? Because they wanted to have power as close to the people as possible. And your state legislative seats are as, as close as you're going to get under our constitutional republic. That is – I mean, th those are your state representatives, and they wanted to make sure that states had a say. They wanted a limited federal government. The federal government was only, only supposed to have specific, enumerated, and separated powers because the founders very much feared a powerful federal government. So, it's, uh, so another check on that is to make sure that the election rules and redistricting, redistricting is handled by state legislatures. And when it comes down to, in North Carolina— 
the Republican state legislature uh, did the redistricting and it was favorable to Republicans. So the Democrat appointees on the North Carolina Supreme Court purported to override them and said that you're, it wasn't even racial gerrymandering that they said that the state legislature did. They said it was political gerrymandering and that's Democrats speak for we didn't like the way the Republican legislature redrew the the House races. We're going to lose House seats. And so therefore, we're going to come up with this bogus theory called political gerrymandering to have it struck down by their state Supreme Courts. That's what this case is about right now with the Supreme Court. If the Supreme Court's going to decide whether uh, that the North Carolina Supreme Court had the power to do what it did. And when you look at this court, I mean, you look at the questions and you look at the Gorsuch, Alito and Thomas have a certain uh, view of the world. You would say a certain angle of attack, as, as we would say in, in the military. Uh, but I, would I was, and look, as you know, and that's why I reach out to you, because that's my line of country. But Kavanaugh, particularly Kavanaugh and, and Amy Comey Barrett, but particularly Robert yesterday, just in his questioning back and forth. Walk me through this. Well, there's the there, I think there's a three 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 camp. There's the three liberals who will just go with the liberal result every time, the Democrat result every time, and their their only principle is winning. Uh, there are the three constitutionalists, Thomas Alito Gorsuch, who understand that their modest but critical role as a justice is to see what the law says, the plain text of the law, and what did that law mean to the public when when it was enacted. So you look at the plain text of state legislature. Uh, under the Constitution, what did that mean, and what did that mean to the American people? Textualism, originalism. I think with Roberts, and and to a lesser extent Kavanaugh and Barrett, I think that they're a, a little bit skittish and they're a little bit more concerned about the political implications of the rulings. And frankly, that's not a judge's job. Their job. That's why they have lifetime tenure. That's why they have pay protection. Their job is to figure out what the law is, apply the law, and let the, the politics work itself out. That's not their job as a judge to figure out the politics. That's the poli- politician's job. But I think that they're, uh, with, with the three constitutionalists, I don't think they really care what the consequences are. That's not their job. But I think the, that Roberts, and again, to a lesser extent, Kavanaugh, and to an even lesser extent, Barrett, there's a little bit more of an incrementalism to what they do. At, at first, you thought this was kind of cut, so cut and dry and so to the Constitution that this might be a six to three. Is your opinion changed after you heard the oral arguments yesterday and particularly the questions from the justices? No, I still think it's going to be six to three in this case. It's just what kind of a bright line rule will be going forward. Does state legislature mean state legislature, which is what I presume Thomas Alito and Gorsuch will hold? Or does it mean some 15 factor test? where we can navel gaze and put our finger in the air and figure out the political wins before we decide. And so we'll see how it it turns out. I do think North Carolina is going to win here. This had been done prior to the 2020 election. A lot of the fiasco we saw running around and guys running to state courts and and having, you know, the stuff changed by mail-in ballots by judges and signal verification. None of that would have happened, correct? That's exact. That's the bigger problem. This is not only it's is it redistricting where these Mark Elias lawsuits with these Democrat appointed state Supreme Court justices undo what the state legislatures did and they get their Democrat maps based upon a bogus theory called political gerrymandering. It's also the fact that Democrats and weak Republicans you allowed COVID to be used 
to unilaterally change the election laws in 2020. So, oh, it's COVID, so we need to mail ballots to everyone on our voter list, even people who have moved like, moved like college students, even people who have died. I got a ballot in D.C. from someone who died eight years prior, uh, prior owner of the house. And then they want to get rid of signature verification and they want to get get rid of election observers because of, you know, COVID. That's nonsense. This, this The federal election rules, the, the laws for federal elections need to be decided by state legislatures or Congress. And that's it. And not some, you know, some, not some state judge or even a federal judge who thinks that they're going to substitute the will for the state of the state legislature. And so here we are now because of the fiasco in 2020 and President Trump wanting to stand up and say, hey, look, we're not a constitutional republic if it's not really a fair election that everybody buys into. Right. And and now you got over 50 percent of the American people that know this thing was rigged. The Rasmussen poll says like 59 percent. You've had these revelations on TikTok, every, or excuse me, on Twitter every day by Elon Musk that gets back to your your point about the power of these tech oligarchs to suppress this. This thing gets nastier and and uh, and, and more outrageous every day we see it of, of federal law enforcement involvement, of intelligence sources involvement, of big tech involvement. And now, you know, Elon Musk fires the former general counsel of the FBI, the general counsel of the FBI, one of the most powerful apparatchiks in the entire system, because the whole system is run by lawyers. And when you're a general counsel, one of these big departments, you're the man. And when you're the general counsel of the FBI, nothing the FBI does doesn't go by James Baker, the counsel. He's over Twitter. He's fired. And today, Elon Musk basically says, uh, you know, not only is this oppressed, I think some stuff was destroyed. Right. So it's getting deeper and deeper over there. Yet President Trump is surrounded every day. You know, we come online. Our team gets down here and every day, bang, bang, bang. There's 10 stories about they got this. They got that. They got this grand jury. They got a new prosecutor. Uh, what is your assessment of all that? They, they are just maniacally focused on Donald J. Trump to try to chop block any type of run in 2024. Is that what it just boils down to? And we now know because in front of the Supreme Court arguing a case that they shouldn't even have to argue, right? It's absurd this thing's even up there, even question, because it's hardwired into the Constitution. But Trump's trying to stand up for what is right for the country, not just for himself or his presidency, but what's right for the country. And they're coming after him from every different angle, Mike Davis. Yeah, because President Trump was the ultimate disruptor. He was not part of the D.C. swamp at all. He was a successful businessman, uh, from outside of D.C., and he came in there and shook up that place. And he, he, a lot of those sacred cows were very upset. And look, Democrats care about power, and they will treat Republicans kindly as long as those Republicans go along with the Democrats' control of Washington, whether it's big tech, big media, government, the FBI, the intel community. The second any Republican starts to disrupt that, they destroy them, right? So they, we have these useful idiot Republicans who will go along with this and you know keep their mouth shut so they don't get destroyed. And Democrats are just fine with them. But 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 people like Trump, those are an existential threat to the Democrats and their and their power. And so they will they'll do whatever it takes to destroy them. And look at Donald Trump. And look at Elon Musk and Donald Trump. They're billionaires, right? And they are they 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 are going to go under constant lawfare from the left, a constant attack. We've seen it with Trump for five years now. They're going to try to destroy him. He's Teflon Don, fortunately, so they're not going to be able to do it. 
And it looks like with Elon, you know, he's he's willing to fight back. But there are very few people like Donald Trump and Elon Musk who have the ability, have the money, have the resources and have the platform to fight back against this. And the intestinal fortitude. It's easier to quit and go just do your thing. This is why these two, they're trying to take them down. By the way, so people t- tell how people get to particularly, you know, at first, people said, well, this guy's not really Republican because the libertarians don't. Th- what's he trying to do with big tech? These guys all made their money. Now, more than ever, you got to see about Mike Davis's crusade against these oligarchs in, in, in big tech, because if we don't get this thing sorted, Mike, nothing else is going to matter. You got to get control of this. It's absolutely necessity. How do people find out what you're working on about the big tech oligarchs? I've never been accused of being a libertarian, more of a caveman uh, conservative, but sure, it's uh, article3project.org, article3project.org, at article3project on Getter, Twitter, Truth, at article3project. My personal is MRDDMIA, MRDDMIA, and there's a War Room Posse link at article3project.org that talks about all six Tech, uh, these tech bills, these bipartisan antitrust bills to finally uh, bring much needed reforms to big tech and the war room possible can go look at those online. Mike, uh, great fight. Uh, keep it up. And thank you so much for all your assessment on these Supreme Court cases. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. Mike was a, a, a clerk for Gorsuch, who he and Alito are the two are the two brains of the operation, along with. Uh, Thomas, I call this the Thomas Court uh, because uh, Justice Thomas does such a great job. If you talk about wheeling and dealing and weak republics, let me bring in Todd Benzman. Todd, Todd, here's what you got to help me out on. You've done more with, uh, you know, Oscar Ramirez, you know, Oscar Blue. You've been down to a Burkwamp, down by yourself you, because you came out of the intelligence sector over DPS in Texas. You've been around. You know what to look for. Your reporting has been amazing. Your first book on Jihad is amazing. The next book out, I've had a chance to read it. It's a blockbuster. You've spent more time. You've dedicated your life to being down there. You also understand from law enforcement what the Border Patrol is going through, what ICE is going through, what the what the what the officials in Mexico have to go through with the cartels and half the politicians being bought. And no offense, let's talk about it. Uh, politicians and judges and in and, and certain law enforcement down on the border regions being bought. And now up with fentanyl's gone all over, they're buying everything, right? To see up here in Washington, D.C., and to see people sitting there talking about cutting an amnesty deal with and, and with everything going on the border, and you're walking us through numbers every day, and our heads are blowing up, and these are records, and it's millions, and, you know, five million, and ICE is not there. To see and they want to know why people don't turn out for Republicans to see Republicans, Tom Tillis, at the behest of Mitch McConnell and all these establishment Republicans sitting there working nonstop 24 hours a day to come to a deal on amnesty for two million. And Ben Burkham says, Steve, the number is really four, four and a half right now for amnesty. What would that do to a border that's already exploding in an invasion? Todd Benzman. I mean, the timing couldn't be worse. I mean, they're going to lift Title 42 in a couple of weeks. And at the very same time, they're talking about these incredible narcotics, these these psychedelic drugs that are irresistible of amnesty. Uh, the, th- the things that draw in millions of people 
at the same time that the border, the very last remnant of a barrier down there goes away, uh, all I can say is, you know, look out. This is going to be a Category 5 hurricane. It was going to be a Category 5 hurricane before they started talking in Congress about all of these amnesties and the farm worker bills and all of the the, the t- uh, temporary protected status that they just gave to the Haitians. And, uh, you know, they just keep bestowing these incredible drugs that are just not resistible to the world that, uh, you know, I was just uh, reading Mexican media, uh, a story out of Monterey, Mexico, and it just had a shelter that was overflowing with with immigrants that were waiting but they were all watching television day in and day out, waiting, 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 watching television and watching what Congress is doing. The whole world is listening to them. Latin American media is covering this stuff nonstop, wall-to-wall coverage. There is no bigger story in Latin America than what's happening in the Congress right now. Uh, That is because migrants are smart they're smart, rational people, and they're just looking at American policy uh, for cues uh, to when to come, when to pull up stakes. That's that's what's going to happen. We're looking at 540,000 a month, probably uh, at least, uh, you know, uh, 18,000 a day when this come when this comes out, and we have had about 240,000 come through the Darien Gap in the last year. Uh, when usually no more than 10,000 a year come through. Uh, so it, it's on, man. It's on. And the Democratic Party. I want you to talk about. Go, but, 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 by the way, the, 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 the uh, we're not demonizing the people come through. They're making a rational decision. They're the one rational actor in probably this entire drama. I'll talk about the sophistication. When you go down, they got cell phones. They're texting. They're on WhatsApp. They're consuming they're not low information uh, folks. They're high information folks. I just oh, want yeah. to repeat it. Mexico, this is the most watched story. Everybody there is on the trigger because they're going to come to El Norte. And you put out a $2 million to $4 million amnesty. Why would you not come north? You'd be a fool not to come north. Am I wrong, Todd Benzman? Oh, it would be an absolute gold rush. It would be like the Klondike. It would be like the California gold rush. It would be... Uh, you know, the land grab where everybody's like, you know, running and uh, get, getting to, to the gate as soon as they possibly can. It's what it's it's what's going to happen, because it's not just the people that are in route or still in their home villages. They all have relatives that are already in the United States, a great many of them who are very sharp uh, and they've been here for a while and they watch our news, too. And they can they, they call them up and they say, hey, this is a great time to come. You, sh- you have to come now. While it lasts, I can't tell you how many times I've interviewed immigrants, hundreds of immigrants over the last couple of years, maybe thousands. I don't keep track. But I always ask them, you know, why are you coming now? And it's because, you know, my relative told me I watched it on the news. We all sat around the TV set uh, and, you know, they said now was the time to come. So we came now. Uh, and and I, again, I never met a migrant who did not have a modern cell phone uh, fully connected to the internet with their own chat rooms by nationalities. I've been invited into the chat rooms and I've seen them. Uh, you know, you could go in there and watch them. I'm still in a couple. So uh, yeah, they they're sophisticated. 
and they are all watching. The world is watching. I want to go uh, Title 42, the numbers, because you said, hey, they, they publicly said 12 to 18. Some Border Patrol guys, we talked to people that were talking to them over the weekend. They said, hey, minimum 15 to 20,000 per day, per day when Title 42 lifted on December 21st. Biden administration, Biden regime, when they're going back into court now saying that the, they don't want to lift it, they're not ready. Is, that, is this a misdirection play? Or are they basically saying the onslaught that'll hit, it'll be too public. It'll, it'll blow their entire scheme up because it's just going to be a wave of humanity and they understand that it's going to prove that we're right. There are a couple of things happening. Title 20, 21, or 42 is set to go away on the 21st. Uh, by court order, uh, an agreement with the Biden administration for the 21st. We will we, we'll be ready on that day. So they cut a deal with the ACLU for that. Okay. But now they're, but there's another court case. It gets complicated in Louisiana uh, that's been going back and forth, ping ponging back and forth. And now the administration has informed the court in Louisiana that they're going to uh, file an appeal in that particular case, and they would like it uh, to be adjudicated before the December 21 uh, lift. So it could happen. There's, I, I, I've talked to experts about this, and it, they're saying it's a very, very slim chance that the court would accept their appeal and stay the December 21 date. However, in Congress, one of the uh, pieces of negotiate that they're negotiating over is uh, a clause that would maintain Title 42. Uh, so we'll have to see what happens with that. There are a couple of um, there are a couple of possibilities that it might not go away on December 21, but I'm being told that that's you know 95 percent. In the Congress is this is this on is this on the omnibus bill or the continuing resolution? They're going to attach this to one of the spending bills, so it has to take a, a, a effect. Where where would you see this? Now, where would you see this, this actually the, attached to? Uh, this I I can't remember the exact, but this is attached to the main immigration bill that they're all hammering out right now that passed uh, and, and it's going to go to the Senate, but but it's still very much in flux. There are pieces of it. They're trying to get Republicans to sign well, on to this thing. Hopefully we'll never. Yeah, hopefully we'll never. Let's talk about that. Lot. Josh Hawley of Josh Hawley of Missouri says over his dead body. And even he got Cornyn sitting there going, now's not the time to have an immigration bill. And he's pretty heavy inside of McConnell's inner circle, although McConnell's inner circle is running this. What are you hearing right now about the probability that the, because they can't do that, they can't, they can't maneuver this to do it in reconciliation. They got to break a filibuster. They need, they need 10, at least 10 uh, uh, Republican senators. What are you hearing up on the Hill? All I hear is that they are uh, whipping them up. Uh, They are lining up votes. There are Republicans in the Senate that are on with this. Uh, they're, 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 it's still in flux because the Republicans are asking for certain things, but ultimately, uh, you know, if this passes, uh, you know, my concern is really about, about the amnesties, because when, when I talk about like the things, the things that the rest of the world are, are watching are the things that I'm interested in. And the rest of the world is watching the amnesty stuff, the DACA, uh, legalizing a couple of million uh, full-grown adults now 
whose issue really should be with their parents for doing this to them, not with the Congress. If this if if this if this if this passes, you're going to lose 20 percent of the Republican base. We'll never vote again. We'll sit there and go, I'm done. I'm finished. It's over. Yeah. Amnesties are. If Mitch McConnell sells out. Amnesties are poison. Uh, Amnesties are poison. There, remember, the, in the last uh, 72 months, we've had more children enter this country than at any time in history. There are, by my estimate, somewhere between 700,000 and 2 million at least. I'm being conservative. You know me. I'm always on the conservative side. But they're going to be next in line. I want DACA. I want amnesty. And all the kids in the world are going to be coming. Their parents are going to be sending them uh, or calling for them to go get their amnesty in the next year or two because they, these guys got amnesty. And that's how it works. That is how it works. Todd, uh, tell me how to get the book. How do I get to your writings? How do I get you on social media? Because people have to follow you. Thank you. Yeah. Overrun how Joe Biden unleashed the greatest border crisis in U.S. history is available for pre-order. Uh, it'll be out in a couple months, the month after next. Uh, just be patient, but you can order it. Good stocking stuffer. And uh, you can follow me at T. Bensman Getter, and I'm on Truth Social now, too. I still think there's a plot with your publisher not to win the election, but we'll continue another day. The book is that powerful, overrun. Um, Bensman's the man. Todd, Todd Bensman, thank you so much for taking time away on a Friday to join us, or Thursday to join us. Thank you, sir. Do I, hey, Gaffney, I, before I go to break, 30 seconds, you've been telling people hemispheric national security defense should be one of our top priorities. People have laughed it off. Talk to me about this invasion on the southern border before we go to break. We'll come back and talk about Peru and what else is happening. How serious a direct threat to national security is this, sir? Well, the border, as Todd has said and others uh, endlessly on this program, is a national security threat of the first order. We have no idea who's coming across that border. Uh, Todd has reported, as I'm sure you've talked with him about uh, on my show, uh, we discussed the other day, um, a an Islamic-themed um, facility two blocks from the Tijuana border in which uh, he interviewed all kinds of people who seemed to have an uncanny similar demographic. They were all military age young men, unaccompanied. That's a bad sign. We're going to go jihadis. to we're going to go to break. Hey, let me give you a worse thing than military age men. No U.S. national security intelligence has ever been there. And the lady running it said, hey, come, we need to do a checking. Short yeah. break. Frank Gaffney next. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, a deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. 
own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Offer from My Patriot Supply. They're knocking off 25% on their four-week emergency food kit. That's 25% off the four-week emergency food kit. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now to get this great deal. My Patriot Supply is charging less so they can help American families more. This amazing price. So get it while you can. These days, you can't depend on anything else but yourself for survival. Get this food today. You'll be grateful for it tomorrow. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save 25% on each four-week emergency supply food kit. Your orders ship fast and free. Don't wait for the shelves to be empty. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication, an energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. But don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone, 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only $99.95 plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to sat, that's S-A-T, 123.com, sat123.com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's sat123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. This marks Xi's first visit to the kingdom in six years and just his third overseas trip since the COVID-19 pandemic began almost three years ago. The superpower is looking to expand its global alliances beyond partnerships with the West, namely the United States, and is turning its attention to the Gulf energy giant. The visit comes at a time of particularly strained U.S.-Saudi relations due to Washington's criticism of Saudi energy policy, regional security, and human rights violations, giving a chance for Beijing to step in. Okay, uh, Frank Gaffney is our guest. Frank, I want you to connect some dots here because you've been doing this for a long time. You've got Xi at uh, what's supposed to be our biggest ally in the Gulf. One, we still have bases all over protecting uh, the oil fields there. The House of Saud, yet Biden shows up in an Uber, gets a fist bump. She gets the full package, right? Dancing, uh, you know, dancers, red carpet, the troops out, everything. She, the same time, Biden's kowtowing. They're telling us they're putting $40 billion into the burning dumpster fire 
of Ukraine, but they're swapping a female NBA, a female from the WNBA to the biggest arms merchant in the world. They can put him back in business immediately for what he needs is, is small arms. Brazil's right on the cusp. He sends Jake Sullivan, Biden sends Jake Sullivan down to basically hug a transnational communist criminal in business with the CCP. Brazil, they got Saudi Arabia and Brazil sitting right there. Okay. He's sending that down. At the same time, Peru, which, by the way, the guy stole the election with, wait for it, machines. He finally gets impeached and in jail because he tries to take down the government. So you finally have some leftists getting the comeuppance. And you just did a great webinar today. Say, hey, look, these guys are actually so far ahead of where we think they are on nuclear weapons. Tie it all together geopolitically for us, Frank Gaffney. Let me start with the third. The symposium webinar that we did today uh, featured some of the best um, U.S. nuclear weapons experts, uh, I believe, by far. And what we came away with, Steve, was this. The Chinese Communist Party, as in so many different areas, but particularly in their military modernization program, are on the march. They are now moving very clearly in the direction of a nuclear warfighting doctrine, strategy, and capability. And we went through various different pieces of this, uh, but it runs the gamut from now having, this was just reported to the Congress this week, more, we believe, it's still somewhat speculative because they haven't released this in an unclassified form, but the logic of it tells you they have more intercontinental range ballistic missile warheads now than we do. And that's before another 350 silos are filled with that's go, that's missiles that's, that, that has have 10 impossible. warheads on them. Is that true? Is, well, is that true? What, is, that, is that going to be released classified? They just reported to the Congress <laughs> That one that's, of three things has that's happened. That's a wake-up call. Yeah. They have more warheads. They wow. have more uh, missiles or they have more launchers. We don't think they have more missiles. We don't think they have more launchers, but they certainly could have more warheads. But the point is we keep telling ourselves. The, the administration just released on the 29th of November a report saying, hey, they've only got about 400 warheads now. And by 2035, they may have 1,500. Now, why all this matters is, Steve, our our experts said that's rubbish, not least because I know you know Phil Carber. Phil Carber led a team at Georgetown University back in 2011 that found that there were 3,000 miles of hardened underground tunnels in which the Chinese had been putting ballistic missiles among God knows what all else. They almost certainly have more missiles than we know, and certainly more warheads, and they're building more still in these 350 silos that will have 10 warheads apiece. They have leadership defenses. We talked about the fact that they've got um, underground bunkers all over Beijing and elsewhere. They move 30,000 people in the way of civil defense from the heart of a city in China a while back uh, to the countryside through underground tunnels. In other words, they're taking this whole business of nuclear war fighting deadly seriously, and we haven't a clue. At last point, Steve, the Chinese are no longer now threatening us alone. We have to contend with the fact that they're partnered up with the Russians. Both countries have just modernized immensely their nuclear capabilities, and they're 
simulating nuclear attacks, joint nuclear attacks against the United States. Now, if there's any good news out of this at all, and there's not much, it is that I don't believe that the Chinese, at least, want to use all of these nuclear weapons against the United States. That's the good news. The bad news is that's because they don't want to destroy it. They want to colonize it. So they're likely to use instead what they have already used against us, which is biological weapons, because as you know, it'll kill all the people, but it'll save all the buildings, what they used to say about the neutron bomb. So this is one of the things that we need to be focused on. And I think to answer your other questions, what's going on in Saudi Arabia? What's going on in Brazil? What's going on in Peru reflects in part the fact that a lot of countries, allies of the United States, countries that have been at least friendly to us, more or less, are now fingers in the wind. Some are making a separate peace with the Chinese, the rising power, like uh, Mohammed bin Salman, the great uh, hope of uh, a more modest, moderate and uh, reformist Saudi Arabia not so long ago. He's throwing in with the Chinese, I think. He may want to hedge his bets and still have a relationship with us, but not so much. And the Chinese, I think, will insist less and less. In Brazil, Steve, and you've been doing a great job with Matt Terman and the team to describe what's going on there, um, there's still hope that the military, which has the responsibility to prevent election fraud, will step in and say, uh, no, you're not going to steal this election, Lula, who is a Chinese communist agent, full stop. Now, over in Peru, uh, my wife is from Peru, as you know, um, we have been watching this very closely. A communist won the election, I believe you're absolutely right, by fraud, and he has now been thrown out because he was about to be impeached, and rather than face that, he decided he would dissolve the Congress. That resulted in both the Congress and the military and the judiciary, everybody basically saying, this guy's got to go. That's the good news. The bad news is I'm not sure it's the end of the left in Peru. It should be. But instead, his vice president, who is also a Marxist, who is also corrupt, and who just doesn't seem to be quite as stupid as this fellow Pedro Cadillo, Cadillo is, is now in charge. Her name is uh, Dina Bularte, and she is going to try to stave off the calls for early elections, which might turn you, things you, around. You, 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 yeah. You, you, if we you lose, knew it if was we a lose bad Brazil, deal because final thought, <laughs> final thought yeah. if we lose Brazil, if we lose Peru, every major nation in the Western Hemisphere, including ours and Canada, will be run by Marxists. This must not happen. This must not happen. By the way, the New York Times was lauding her, so you know it's a problem. He got blown Indeed. out. She's the one they really wanted. She's the She's, one they really that wanted. Was the Frank, had a peep, That's the play. <laughs> that was the play. By the way, sh people should know Br Brazil's right on the edge. I think you're going to see the military step in here, but we'll have to see. But constitutionally, they got the constitutional right, right. to do it. Frank, how do people get to right. you, get to the show, how do they get to all your content, and pick up the seminar from today, the webinar? Okay. PresentDangerChina.org is where you can get the webinar and about 45 others that you really need to see. You can subscribe to them there. SecureFreedom.org is the site of our Center for Security Policy. I'm very proud of that one as well. Securing america.tv is the site for the tv show the radio show my commentaries and of course you can watch us uh, on real america's voice every morning
Frank, thank you very much. Frank Gaffney, amazing. Thank you, thank you, my you so much. God bless you. Uh, we've Boris has stepped out of a meeting to call us. Boris, uh, what kind of day is it when she's there getting the full royal treatment as the Emperor Xi? Biden had to catch an Uber, go over and get fist bumped uh, by MBS. Is the world turned upside down? Uber, they didn't send they didn't send Biden an Uber or a Lyft. They put him in like a riggedy ring cab. Maybe it was one of those things with a bike in front of it. That's all. That's all Joe Biden had. Joe Biden has done more to crush American excellence than anybody who has ever occupied the Oval Office. Biden is illegitimate. Biden is pathetic. And Biden is a useless. He's a disaster to the United States of America. And it's on full display there with, the, with this conglomeration now, right, of Saudi Arabia, Iran, Russia, and China. Boris, I, I, I ask you to step out because you know Russia. Today, we traded the biggest arms deal in the world. We sent $40 billion, we approved the defense authorization, $40 billion to the dumpster fire that's Ukraine. But at the same time, we gave them the biggest arms deal in the world. That's the guy Putin needs more than ever to get small arms for a WNBA player. Is that a good trade, sir? Would President Trump do that deal? President Trump would never do that deal. And President Trump put out a powerhouse post today on that deal, criticizing not, not just the fact that it is a terrible, terrible exchange for the United States of America to, to exchange a basketball player who hates our country for literally the man known as the merchant of death. There's a movie, pretty good, actually, called Lord of War. It's about Victor Booch, okay? Literally the guy we traded today, who, as President Trump aptly said, is responsible for tens of thousands of deaths and, and gross, grotesque injuries all across the world. All across the world. This trade was in just another long example, a long example of how the Biden crime family, the Biden regime, continues to sell America down the river. And then for them to leave a Marine, Paul Whelan, in Russia, to not include him in this exchange is about as un-American as it gets. Why? See, they thought that Whelan wouldn't get the press coverage that they wanted for Brittany Griner. Who knows why? But the fact they left this American there and they did a one-for-one -one trade, how many Americans are going to get killed by the merchant of death in exchange of getting Brittany Griner back because she chose to smoke whatever she did or didn't do, neither here nor there? You know, with the weed. Hey, 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 hey for the for the for the Bidens, the, the the murder. By the way, the 51st state, Zelensky. How many of you poor Ukrainians that are going to die because of this? Because the weapons going to go right there. They they cry big crocodile tears for Zelensky. Now they're now they're rearming small arms, small arms to kill more Ukrainians. Uh, Boris Epstein. And it's interesting when they say where. Boots work. They say, oh, you know, Venezuela, Africa. You better believe that now that they've let the merchant of death go, he's going right to work on Ukraine. And then how many, and uh, uh, hey, we always talked about this before. You know that American quote unquote advisors are boots on the ground. So how many Americans are going to die? How many Ukrainians are going to die? Yep. How much American resources are going to go away? This was one of the worst. This was an absolute and total national security and foreign policy disaster disaster and to paint it anything other other than that is a joke it was in as you look back at history you know america used to say we don't yep. negotiate with terrorists this was the direct opposite of that. yep
A hundred percent. And you know what? I, Boris, I, actually, uh, I, I appreciate happen you. To see, yep. I happen to see Admiral Kirby on Fox today when we're getting crushed by Mark McCallum. Kirby ought to resign. Or Kirby ought to hand in his commission. Kirby needs to be just publicly disgraced for how glib and smug he was about what happened today and how many Americans are going to die as a result. Yeah, no, it's terrible. Boris, thanks for stepping out. I know you're in very important meetings in it. South Florida. How do people get to you on social media and get your morning newsletter? Honored to be with you, Steve. Honored to be with the posse. Information, BorisCP.com is the website. Hot on BorisCP.com. Hot on Getter at BorisCP. On Twitter at BorisCP. Hot on Truth Social at Boris. Hottest on the gram. Boris on the square upside. Stay strong. God bless all offense. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Boris. Uh, Jay Ellis, Jay, we had such an overwhelming response this morning, and people contacted me all day said, hey, it's the greatest idea for a, a Christmas gift ever. Walk us through the game, but particularly how you've updated it, it updates constantly so people can use this as a heuristic device to really learn about what these investigations are going to be about, sir. All right, well, I want to do one quick. Frank Gaffey is one of my dear friends. want to give a shout-out to Frank. Um, Steve, look, let's just do this. Promo code War Room. All right. Promo code War Room. Buy the game, electionfund.com. Now, let me get to the good stuff. It is not only is it, as you call it, a heuristic device, it's a really, really fun game. And it's, I think, the very first interactive board game. I mean, you know, we, we did, we have the Russia, we have COVID. We have Summer of Love, we have Campaign Follies, and then we have the Inside Game. But we have QR codes on several of the cards in the game. You put your phone over it, and we can pull up a packet of seven videos and information packets about all the current events going on. And we continually update it. So... There's, it, it never goes out of style. It never, you know, nothing ever fades. You always have something to talk about while you're playing the game. You always have that. And that, that's what it makes it so fun and special. And it's a, it is literally the greatest Christmas present of the year. And like I said earlier, under 50 bucks, it's not expensive. Everybody will love it. The family can get together, invite your friends over, but it is always updated on all the current political events with the QR codes of the game. You have your phone. Everybody can have a discussion. Everybody have fun, and everybody enjoys it. Well, you're going to have some debates, and you may have a fight or two, which is making great, but here's the thing. Not only do you get to find out everything about 2020 and the elections, but as all as Elon makes all this more available you're going to have a background and actually understand it. And then you've got the QR code on the car, the new cards, boom, you'll be able to pull it right down. It, there's, this is why I call it heuristic. The ability to actually learn something while you're having fun and to be conversant in the news as things come, come across is going to be amazing because the game itself, really, you don't really understand 2020 until you've played it, I think, because you get into the middle of it, get into the details of it. But you add... What Elon Musk, and remember for the audience, Elon Musk will be dropping bombshells every couple of days. Jay Ellis. I uh, agreed 100%, and that's why we made it interactive, because we want to keep it. I mean, there are so many. We have to literally choose what we want to have you know, in the mixes, because so much stuff is going on. But you'll always be up to date. And again, all the people, 
there's so many people that are just like, well, I'm not really sure. And I, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. Boom. Show them. I mean, show them. And, and, and I mean, again, you've got the proof in your hands. And again, the Elon thing is going to be huge. I mean, we're updating the Arizona. This ongoing saga in Arizona is crazy. And, you know, not to mention the upcoming, you know, investigations that are going to be going on. We've got so much information to get out and you'll always be up to date. You'll always be ready. And again, Steve, you know, we've had a great response from the War Room. We want everybody to get the best Christmas gift of the year. Promo code War Room. Election Fund, FUN.com. Go to the website, order your games. Promo code War Room. Get it. Get it today. Get it for Christmas now. Jay Ellis, thank you very much. Electionfund.com, promo code WARROOM. Get the election game with all the new updates, etc. It's You're going to have a blast. Maybe a few fights, but that's good. It's all in the family, among friends. Jay Ellis, thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Merry Christmas, Steve. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, brothers. Look for his Hey, Crom Carmichael. I got to tell you, Crom, I get nothing but every time I have you on here, people just, they get to me. They appreciate it. Tell me about Soul Tea. And particularly, how do we get it? How do people get it? You got it. Listen, we need everybody in for the long haul to be here for the long haul. You got to take care of your heart. How do they do it, Crom? Yeah. Steve, I appreciate you having me on. And yesterday, I'd mentioned that uh, some some folks have some of my friends who watch the War Room. They say, Crom, you're a little bit old to be the spokesperson. I said, No, no, I'm the right person to be the spokesperson because I've taken the product for 18 years, and uh, I'm 74 years old been taking our product for 18 years and when i started taking it 18 years ago my bad cholesterol was 130 90 days later it was down to 89 and it's been under 90 ever since my blood pressure's in great shape and i take zero prescription drugs and so i am the calendar boy uh not a great calendar but i'm the calendar boy for for soul tea and i hope you're taking yours by the way um but it's two capsules a day day. two of them good yeah good 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 two saw Two soft gels a day, and uh, and here's kind of a way to think about it. Uh, I try to walk as much as I can, but I don't particularly like to walk. I do it because I know I need to walk in order to have good health for as long as I can. And uh, But if I could pay somebody to walk for me and get the benefit of walking, uh, I would do that. Well, Soul Tea will do something similar, and it'll help your heart for 70 yeah. cents a day. 70 cents a day on our subscription plan because when you sign up for our subscription plan you get three bottles every 90 days for the price of two and we pay the freight so it's really a great deal and um and we also have with with the war room if people go to warroomhealth.com that's warroomhealth.com and use the code warroom at checkout they'll get 29.95 off their initial shipment of their subscription. So we try to wow. give you a great a great opportunity to get started. But then once you're in, okay. take those two capsules every day and it'll help your heart. It'll help your cardiovascular system and your health. People are raving about this. Crom Carmichael, thank you very much for being on here. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. I take my two. Do you? Thank you, brother. Get rid of the bad cholesterol. Take care of your heart. We need you in for the long haul. Tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, a Friday on fire. Be back here in the war room. See you then. 
War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Soul Tea. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 